Welcome to the Avance Podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Nick. What's going on, man? How are you? Good. Good. You got to do some writing? I haven't. Uh, I actually spent today. So, uh, and, and just so before I say this, people got mad at me. I said, we bought my mom an exercise bike for Mother's Day, which she wanted. Right. <laughs> she for rehabilitation. Yeah, right? for rehabilitation. But yeah. I told it to somebody and they're like, I can't believe you would do that. It's like, I didn't buy her a vacuum. Um, so I was uh, I was there before this uh, building that and getting it ready and putting it and figuring out what works best for her. Because like I said, it's been a while. But she's, yeah, she's going to start rehabbing. Well, I mean, she's good rehabbing. Yeah, because you, you all used to ride bikes together. So yeah. It makes we, sense yeah, we used to yeah. ride like 3,000 miles a year. But I mean, yeah. so she's not used to it. But I mean, it's been a while since I don't like recumbent. I don't, I don't like. You know, stationary, stationary bikes. bikes. I yeah. mean, I feel like I'm going nowhere in life, anyways. Why just sit in your bedroom and spin? But uh, you know, <laughs> uh, and we're, I was learning. You know, I was kind of we're having that moment. I was like, okay, here's the deal. Like, if you stop pedaling, the pedals are going to keep moving here. So let's remember that. Like, don't just take your feet off. So we were having fun with that. Um, you know, push the brake. <laughs> so because you got a big rotating wheel, but uh, she's doing better. Uh, you know, kind of coming everything. But it's been it's been busy. Like I said, I actually got out and enjoyed the sun on Saturday, which was good. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. How about you? Building on the shop. Okay. Um, got the the welders here. Nice. I built the cart from Harbor You have Freight. a built-in welder. You have a built-in somebody yeah, to weld in your house. I so, do. Yeah. So I, I've got my Miller uh, multi-weld, yeah. the 215, for everybody who's into welding who's listening. I'm just starting out, so I figured talking to people, that was the good, solid, you, this is your perfect starter home weekend welder kind of thing. Weekend welder, yeah. Not okay. going to be a pro. This sure. is great. Even though it can't, I be have used a feeling that you're going to end up being a pro. I know how you do things. I mean, I'm really excited to learn. I've always wanted to learn. I know, but I mean, so. you're, you're a little OCD in the fact that you don't really get into things until you do it right. I mean, most of us that sing at this table are that way, so I'm not too worried. But uh, so I can't wait to break shit so you can weld it back together. Right? No. Uh, the funny thing is, I don't have any like projects for welding that I need to do. I just have come across them over and over the years. Yeah, but I mean, as much yeah. as we're safe on 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 the vehicles we have and on our bikes and things like that, there's plenty of times so I'm like, I'm like, well, I don't want to break something, but now I'm like. Well, if we break it, we'll just try to fix it because, you know, <laughs> learning to weld and then welding something you drive around is probably a good idea, right? Yeah, so, yeah. probably. Yeah. <laughs> on, the, on the welding topic, yes. one of the most entertaining feeds to follow on, on the gram are the welders. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got to follow the, welder, it's, yeah. the welders you on gotta the You got to know what you're doing. I mean, I, yeah. Somebody tried to teach me to weld a couple of years ago. We'd, and I, I learned a little bit. I mean, and I thank uh-huh. you, David, for that. Um, but uh, it's, it's an art. I mean, especially oh, for, sure. for the, the, the yeah. I don't even know what it's, what it's called, where it's overlay, you know. So. Dimes. There yeah, you go. Dimes. dimes. You. There you oh, go. Yeah, yeah. not yeah. even a drug reference. Not even a drug <laughs> reference. <laughs> Welding reference. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I'm going to start with MIG, but it does multi-process MIG, mm-hmm. TIG, and stick. But MIG is really what I'm focusing on. It's probably what I will use the most, although it'll be cool to have the option to take. And that's what you use to build a MIG fighter, right? Right. Okay. Totally. Cool. That's what they probably did. I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> probably light years advanced <laughs> over MIGs. Pretty much. Yeah. Anyway. Um, what else? Let's see. Got some more bike parts. Got a bunch more tools. You'll see. You got more tools. Yeah. That's something you needed. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll just tell you, DeWalt had a, not DeWalt, oh, um, uh, Gear Ranch had a sale. Okay. Which, if you are a home mechanic, and I would invite you to watch Project Farm, Torque Test Channel, any one of those, the Gear Wrench 92 um, wrenches, the, op- the the wrenches, not the socket mm-hmm. wrenches, just the actual wrenches. Are they open or open end or closed? Well, both. You okay. open on one side and close on the other. Yeah. But the 90-tooth, um, even compared to their 120, has about the same arc swing, about four degrees. And even compared with like the snap-ons and everything else, they hold really well. But more importantly, they can take a lot of torque. And mm. anytime you have like a, a high tooth count in a ratchet, 
you you know you're sacrificing some durability because the more teeth the smaller they are and the less torque you can usually put on them they're for fine adjustments and you get sure. them there and you switch ends and crank it down well these things can take a ton of torque oh you're that's supposed to switch ends that explains a lot of things right that's how, okay. you, that's how they break that's how i broke my my tectin 90 tooth ratchets yeah. is you know I, I was being stupid i knew that and but those gave out they gave me they sent me a brand new one immediately so thanks okay, to okay, okay, right okay. so they had this sale so i got a full set all the way up to 28 millimeter okay and three ratchets I don't even think my Milwaukee's go up to 28. So congratulations. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So I was, okay. and it was 150 bucks for the set nice. with, with three ratchets. Okay. So I was like, all right, I got those coming. So I mean, it just had to spend the money. Right. <laughs> it was just there. It's like it spent itself. Totally. Yeah, it absolutely. Happens. Fair and enough. Then, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's more too. You'll see. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to start with projects in that. And then, yeah, the weather's cleaned up. So I'm going to start patching the garage roof so we can get the Ooh, lift in there. Okay. And then, yeah, Life goes the full shop. Okay. I can't wait. I mean, yeah. It's always, I mean, it. You know, I, I always said get a best friend with a truck, but now I'm gonna have a best friend with a truck and a shop. So I mean, and a lift like, and a lift. Yeah. So, yep. I mean, yeah. Done. What, why do I need things? <laughs> Motorcycle lift. I, I help. I help. I just help clean things, and you know, so better. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, yeah. And then uh, as soon as I get back from my trip, I will be taking the monkey That's over right. to You're have a suspension a redone. Oh, yeah. okay. Worked out a deal with the guy. Okay. So. Just, yeah, it's the face guy. you made that makes me worried. I, I was like, guy. twenty bucks, twenty bucks. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. yeah, that's great. Make it so I don't jump off this bike. Yeah, uh-huh. fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So cool. good stuff. Uh, Carter Automotive Group. We should talk about the tip of the week, okay. which I had for a second there. Then it went out the window. What was it? Oh yeah, I'm doing my road trip coming up. Um, Just so we're clear, we we've done close to two hundred ninety one ninety two tips. Well, we've done two hundred ninety ish episodes, well, and I think done we've it. done two hundred. At least 200 At least. Tests. So it's like... <laughs> so I'm packing for this road trip, though, because I'm driving with my parents across the country. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things I realized is, like, what do I need for this thing? So in my luggage, I packed uh, six microfiber towels. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pack glass cleaner, because obviously that's probably not a good idea when carrying everything on. But Fair. I grabbed a phone mount, fast charger, my own rapid charger, and I have this little bag that's got all my stuff in it. And so all at once, I can just get in the car, immediately take over all the electronics, good to go. But the tip I was going across is... Things have gotten a lot better now. Thank God for magnetic mounts. Yes. And so I found this one online that mounts to the vent. But what I ended up doing is like, man, they have a two, I'm driving back, nothing fancy. They have a, they're, Hyundai, you know, they, isn't there? yeah, they yeah. barely drive it all anymore. So they have a 2019 uh, Hyundai uh, Ionic. Yeah. Perfect for their little runaround when they drive, you know, three times a week at most, right? Perfect for driving to the country too. But I was like, oh man, what phone mount do I need? And I don't want to spend like money on a custom mount for a car I'm going to drive yeah. for a week. Well, I just uh, looked up, Inside pictures of the dash, look to the mounts. I mean, obviously, you can, if you look up Ionic, Honda Ionic, or whatever car dash mount or, you know, phone mount, you're going to find a ton of different options. So I just looked at the interior of the car. Then I grabbed the phone mount I thought I wanted, put it in, and then sure enough, I found a bunch of people who were using the same one. Okay. And then, if, but as you go to rental cars, things like that, if you got something ahead, if you can do that, look at what you're getting into because it's so much easier than being like, oh crap, throwing your car, your, your phone in the cup holder if it doesn't have CarPlay because they're, Theirs does, but so I can just plug it in. But at the same time, it's so much nicer to just have it right at my fingertips, especially when you're in a new car. You get in. I mean, you remember when I got my Porsche? Yeah. I drove it from the guy's house, got my trip permit, and then went to the O'Reilly uh, parking lot and installed my phone mount yeah. before I even did my trip. And I'm so glad I did. It made everything so much easier. I don't think I've ever rented a car and gotten the car I was promised, ever. Yeah. <laughs> True. Ever. <laughs> like, ever. Like, even with paying, it's like, yeah. That is a good oh, point. Oh, you, you want a Mustang? Well, here's your Miata. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that actually did happen. But, yeah. Anyway. So, 
if you know what you're driving, that was always going to say is be prepared for that. So you're comfortable and you can navigate easily. It makes your road trip so much better. And then, yeah, first thing, of course, we've talked about this before. So it's not a new tip. Get glass cleaner, glass cleaner, and microfiber towels. First thing you buy yeah. saves you all the trips along the, across the country. That'd be nice. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of car mounts, yeah. have you seen car mount? That's the actual brand. Yeah. They're the coolest ones. Are we, they're, are the magnet, one? they're magnet. You put a little magnet in your Yeah, the ones I love are the, right what are the ones we have for the bikes. Quad uh, lock? Quad locks. I love those too. But Well, we should probably introduce this other voice. Yeah. Uh, it's got a lovely voice. Andrew Norman and I have known each other. Well, I mean, we, I mean where our true friendship started, I, I think was 17 or 18 when we lived in the same building together. Yeah, um, neighbors. Uh, neighbors in downtown Bellevue. But I've known you for a long time. You've known mutual friends of mine, John Fowler and all that from exotics and things like that. So, But the reason we're having you on the show is you are a major sponsor of Avance. So welcome yeah. to the podcast. Yeah. Thank sir. you for having yeah. me. Appreciate it. Well, that just sounds like we owed him a favor when he's well, actually I mean, a car guy. Well, he is a, he is a car guy. My point <laughs> is, a long he's, history been, in the car world. he's a huge car guy. Um, I, I was thinking this last night. I was like, I knew him several Ferraris and several children ago, I think is the way it was. There like, you go. Several, yeah, yeah. Pre, pre-children. Yes, you had, right. you, had, you had your Ferraris before you had you started your your beautiful family. But uh, like I said, yeah, we, we lived in the same building. Like I said, you were a thug with exotics. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's so fun. So many people have come to me and I'm like, they're like, oh yeah, I used to be a thug. And I'm like, no, you didn't. Like, <laughs> like yeah, you sure about that? Yeah. 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 You were uh, just no, there a lot. <laughs> yeah, you were just there a lot, some of them. But uh, I was going to say, it, it goes back farther than that, I think. I, I was trying to, I'm getting old. So it's yeah. like, you know, where did we first see each other? But I know it was probably you know washington square so we're at the age where everything was 10 years ago yeah yeah but it was actually like 20 yeah but if you're throwing in that that three years or two years of covid it just throws me off i'm like oh yeah i was just back in in 19 you you mean five years ago yeah no yeah sure so well and and so i first got involved and started going to rtc and i want to say 2009 yeah so 2000 end of 2009 2010 somewhere around there so yeah it's been it's been a lot longer than i care to admit it amazes me how large that has become. Like, yeah, well, it was just like two rows when yeah. I first started going. Yeah. It was yeah. like there was one se- tiny section at the end, and then and then two rows. Yeah. If it was if it was busy, yeah. now it's like there's days and it's packed and it's it's, a, it's, it's really cool. A, it's a full five hundred one c now, and there's a board. I learned that this weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I, I did not know that. Um, but uh, well, I, also, I think it's also reflective of the car community in the Northwest. 100%. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, I think everybody's always surprised that, that, we, that people have cars up here. And for this, for simple people, not simple minded, I just go, I look at people and I go, look, we got Microsoft, we got Amazon. They pay their employees well. People like cars. Yeah. That's why we have this stuff here. So, yeah. True. How did you guys get involved with Avance? Like, I mean, that's kind of a neat story. Like, we've had, and, and I want to talk about Benjamin yes. later because that, that's another connection. But how did you get involved with Avance? So, it's, it's actually a fun story. So, we've been involved with Benjamin. Matter of fact, Benjamin Pedersen is now, and is this year. Hold on. I, I skipped it. Who is we? We, Calibri Capital. There we go. Uh, right, <laughs> yeah. So, we, Calibri Capital, the, the our, our firm, our wealth management firm here on the east side in Bellevue, uh, we were introduced to Avance the magazine um, because Benjamin's uh, father came by to say hello and he brought us a copy of the magazine and showed us the feature of the rise of Benjamin Pedersen. Yeah. Right? And I was just, I was like, oh man, this is fantastic. Yeah. And I showed Adam and, uh, and of course we were all just elated 
right? Because because it was a wonderful feature, um, and all of, all of the imagery was perfect. And of course, we wanted to get our hands on the images and be able to use that, right? Because it was great. And I think those were all Carl, right? So absolutely. Yeah. So I wanted we wanted to just initially get our hands on the pictures, but then we were thinking like, oh well, this is actually a perfect venue for us, and and we're so involved in the car community already. Um, uh, Adam reached out to Adam and, uh, and here we are, you know, I mean, it's really been kind of a whirlwind, right? We went from zero to our first quarterly publication and work with you guys. And I think that that happened like the next quarter we had our ads. Our Adam works fast. I mean, yeah, when, it yeah. Happened, when the right person quickly. is on board, it happens. But yeah. I mean, I want to take it back a little bit. Like, I mean, you love cars, you love racing. I mean, when I knew you, you were racing. Was it Ferrari Challenge? Mm-hmm. Was it Ferrari Challenge, right? Yeah, right. It, was, okay. it was part of the challenge. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you, you have some love of cars and love of racing in your blood, right? Yes. It's Go back a little long. bit. So let's talk about that. Were you the car kid that grew up with 100 Hot Wheels and 100, you know, Legos and things like that? Um, no. No? No. Well, get I, off I, the no, pot. I was, no, I was, <laughs> so, so, you know, I, so I grew up in like the mecca of car, 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 uh, car culture. Southern California is like everything. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, when I was a kid, the coolest cars in the world was like the CJ sevens and the, the, the California beach bugs. And you know, that though, that was the era for those vehicles. Yeah. Right. Um, and they would, they would slam the old sixties steel bumper beetles and they would chop the tops and, you know, and cut the roofs off and do all kinds of really cool, innovative stuff. Um, where were you the, at in California as a kid? Uh, Palm Springs, Palm Springs, okay. the desert, yeah, yeah Coachella right. Valley, the Coachella Valley, yeah. um, is where I grew up. But big, still big car community, big car culture in Southern California, and and then spent my weekends as many as I could at the beach. Uh, and so, you know, my love for all things uh, Volkswagen and 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 Jeep were born. You still oh, have a, you still a love of Jeep. You oh, still yeah. have your Jeep, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can never shake it. You no. know, the things that make you happiest, I'm convinced yeah. the things that make you happiest when you're 10 years old are still the things that, you know, the nostalgic value has so much more value as you get older. I think that's kind of how Andrew and I reconnected after because we, I didn't know he lived in the building. And then I'd see the Jeep and I'd see his, was it 458? And yeah. we, you know, we, were, mm-hmm. we, would, we would joke around. And then I was one of the, I, we, we passed each other and I'm like, hey, we know each other. I didn't know you lived here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thing, so, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's so neat that, uh, to see, you know, friends that I know that have become part of the Avance culture and, and you know, been a, but it's just such a interesting transition. Well, I, I love it. Well, so there's a, there's a, there's a real reason why we are so involved with Avance. And this is one of the things that I've shared with Adam over the years is I've been a part of every, every club, but nothing is like Avance um, in my experience. Right. And so it just is a manifestation of everything I had ever hoped would be the case but you could just never get in any individual group where everybody's kind of coming together to truly share their passion and love for cars and all things motorsports. And you get, every, you get the spectrum, right? You get the casual um, folks that just, you know, just love cars um, and the beauty of them and the artistry of them. But then you can get, you know, the wrenches and the gearheads and people that that's all they want to do is wrench on cars. And so, I, I really love Avance for that reason because everybody kind of comes to be, together and shares their their love for and and it's really brand agnostic which is my favorite part because I have always been brand agnostic yeah. I mean I have some favorites and yep. for looks and design but I've always been brand agnostic I'm kind of that way with music too but but in cars especially the times I've caught you in your Ferrari listening to polka it's just been <laughs> real I'm like I didn't even think you could make that I think one of the things that, that drew us to Avance like Dan and I and Dan's brought this up there's no negativity in Avance like you yeah. go on you go onto so many of these other forums you know the Seattle Cars and Coffee and things like that and people are just 
being mean to each other. And you ask this question, it's like, why don't you know that? Why are you stupid? It's like, I love that community. And yeah. I love, and, and you're right, the agnostic. It's like, I don't care if you like the Beatles or if you like the, you know, I mean, the car. Yeah, I'm you can like the Beatles the too. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not loyal to cars at no, all. No, absolutely not. No, no I yeah. like that people can ask a question. Even if they say something that's like a really bad idea, they don't get shot down like they're this no. terrible person. It's like, hey, man, I don't think you should do that. Here's why. And it's not condescending. It's no. like, <laughs> All the stupid stuff. I, I mean, mean, we'll come after you when you see it in person and be like, why would you ask that? Right, yeah. No. We'll do it to your face <laughs> yeah, exactly. and you'll understand. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I like that the people will go down the the reasoning rabbit hole of like, yeah, I understand why you'd want to do that. Like, I think of all the stupid stuff I did that I thought was a good idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spray paint the calibers. Why take them off? That's right. <laughs> that's, that's, paint doesn't hurt. It's fine. It's yeah. like if I stop hard enough, it'll rub the paint off. Absolutely. That's, yeah. so that's what you're supposed to do, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Fair uh, enough. We all yeah. laugh, but yeah, we did that. <laughs> multiple times. Multiple times. On multiple cars. Yeah. I remember when I covered... Tell me I, you're a teenager without telling me you're a teenager. Right. <laughs> I've talked about this. I had a 92 Subaru Legacy that my parents gave me, and I went to like one of the... like. It was called General General Hardware or whatever in Spokane, and I got every piece of wire loom in yellow I could get, and I covered the engine compartment. <laughs> About 10 miles down the road, there was all this big smell of burnt plastic <laughs> where I had oh, wrapped yeah. things that should not have been wrapped in pl- uh, cheap well, plastic. You, so. you learned the hard way. Yeah, and there was yellow under there for a long time. So, yeah. <laughs> what, did, what did you drive first? What was your first car? Um, it was a 95 uh, Toyota Corolla. And it rapidly turned into um, SE uh, Integra. Oh. So my first real car that was mine that I was, right, uh, I got the hand-me-down Corolla for my mom. Uh, but that. then but then that, like, as soon as I had money and, yeah. like, a, I could get a job. You knew what in, you wanted. Well, in, well, in California, you know, they, they limited. When you were 14, so I started working a real job when I was 14. So, Same here. Yep. And in California, they limit your hours. So especially if you're in athletics. So if you if you start working, you can't work. You A, you have to have g- good grades. And if you're part of sports, they, they limit your hours. So I couldn't work more than 20 hours yep. a week. Um, and then, and then they get your report cards and then they give you, you get, you, you would get your work permit if you were 14 oh, okay. from the school. Okay. And then once you got your work permit from the school, then, then you could get hired to do, to do jobs. What were you doing? Oh, like everything, you anything, know, anything. In, in, okay. entry level restaurant work. Right. Okay. So I was busing tables sure. and pouring water and, That's and, what then, I started doing, yeah. and then like the best thing ever though, was when you get like prepped with the prep cooks and then you start working in a kitchen. It is like it, it, the wild west in the kitchen of every restaurant in America. It's the best. That's Remember amazing. the movie waiting? Yeah, that's, not I far off. Yeah, that's, I don't want to think about that. Uh, <laughs> just, yeah, exactly. I'm just saying, <laughs> everybody cringes a little bit, and then I tell you, not far off, and they're like, they cringe a little more. Yeah. Like, well, well, have you, you ever read your food back? The greatest, <laughs> I think, the greatest article ever, my favorite article ever written, was Anthony Bourdain's first ever um, publication in the New Yorker. I don't know if I've read it. Uh. It it is fantastic. I'm, it's, I'm definitely, yeah, I'll write that down. Right, right, Anthony, yeah. no, Anthony Bourdain's very first publication in the okay. New Yorker is probably the single greatest, okay. r- like writing, storytelling from the perspective of a chef okay. and someone that lives. In That's a kitchen, yeah. and and lives the life of a restaurateur. Don't I mean, eat it, before reading this, that is yeah. yet. Let me see. Let don't me see. eat before reading. Oh, that is one hundred percent. That's the name of it. Yes, That's the name of the article. Okay. Don't right. eat before yes. reading this so, by Anthony yeah. Bourdain. Yeah, it is. It is wildly entertaining. I, 
just am a huge fan of his style of writing. If I if I was, I mean, I would want to emulate that style. Sure. I just love everything yes, about it. Great he was unique. Time. Yeah, yeah. People always anyway. Have. That's where it's that's where sure. it all started. So I was able to put back a few bucks, and then um, and then I didn't wreck my car. So you know the hand me down car. So my mom thought you know okay you're going to be responsible. And it all started because for now. <laughs> yeah. Well. So so I got my own car. So that didn't happen for my brother or sister. They're ten years older than me. I was the youngest, uh, and so it did not happen for them. It happened for me. Um, my brother was actually in a crazy, um, a really bad car accident when he was 18. And so, so it was a, like a must. There were rules. Which you had to pay for later in life. Well, so (laughs) the rule basically was you're going to have your own car, but you know, you're not going to have passengers and you're always going to follow the rules. And it was easier for me to do that because I didn't want anything bad to happen. Right. And so I, I did follow the rules. And you worked hard for your car. And I worked very hard for it. And so as soon as you have something that is like that you cherish, that you put all of your money into Mm -hmm. and you work, you work you know, all your spare time goes to working so that you can afford this one thing, uh, which for me was an, uh, was a 96 Acura Integra. That was a really was cool car. Beautiful. It was really cool. Really man. cool car. Oh my time. God. It Did was you amazing. get that brand new or was that used? I got it brand new. Oh, okay. Nice. nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to say, we're around the same age. And I was like, wait a minute, 96? That's, that's really, when I started. Yeah, that's a I had a 79 car. Ford Granada. So I'm, not kidding. I'm not kidding. Every yeah. every hour that was not school or, yeah. or athletics, I was working to be able to yeah. uh, barely afford that. But, yeah. um, but I think my mom you know, would say that it was the thing that she was happiest about because when you're 16, 17 years old, you know, you don't want to worry about your kids out there sure. doing stupid things. And she, th- and she knew I cared really a lot about that. So she knew it kept me, kept me on the straight. I spent now. a lot of money buying it. Therefore I want to keep it nice. That's yeah. right. Understood. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The daily, you know, if there was anything wrong, you know, you, you check it out and you yep. clean Absolutely. it up and you wash it. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It was like every other day it got washed. I mean, yeah. it was really obsessive. I think our water bill might've tripled during that stage of life. <laughs> so it shows how much you care for your, your, the objects. You well, it's already, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. you, I mean, from what, you know, in our time together, you know that. Right? Yeah. I mean, hundred percent. Yeah. I, every week it's in the detail shop yeah. and it's, you know, the love, the TLC. It's, it's like, you know, there's another mom thing, right? You don't, you know, be careful what you ask for. Cause when you get it, you then you gotta maintain it. Right. Hundred percent. I came back from a holiday one time, and, and all my car batteries—either the remotes were dead, the batteries and the remotes were dead, or the batteries themselves were dead. It was the most irritating week. Uh-huh. Yeah, no cars. Were, the none of the, none of the, none of the car alarm batteries would <laughs> yeah, exactly. unlock the cars, yeah. and then the ones that did work, the batteries were dead. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's something funny when we do rallies, which we haven't done one in a while since RCS, but uh, I actually carry a pack of CR twenty thirty twos. And in the glove box because inevitably somebody's key fob dies. Sure. And that's basically what every car under the sun takes minus Ford. Um, Those are the CR- round little batteries for our yeah. listeners. Yeah. 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 CR2032 <laughs> is almost every car in the market. And, every and who time doesn't I've, know what a CR22 is? I mean, come on. <laughs> every time I've been on one of those, somebody's like, my remote's dead. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> yeah. It will know it happens. It happens. Yeah. yeah. It will, especially funny. for the cars that only get driven on the weekends and you don't really pay exactly attention that. to it. Exactly it, it, that. You know, if they're part-time drivers, then yeah. you eventually. That and was, Ferraris are the worst. Be, uh, worst I was say, that was that, one of the things that bothered me about, in, about Washington Square. Small, they couldn't plug it in. You can't plug them in. Yeah. So if you go on a holiday, then you have to have someone that will come and take your car every couple yep. days. Because the, the, the worst because of the batteries. If you don't put it on a Tinder or you don't have access to a Tinder, then yeah. you either have to find storage, which is usually a premium for that. Um 
but the batteries, you know, they're, they're like a third of the size of a normal battery. Uh-huh. And the location of where they are is under... Front uh, is, trunk. Yeah. Well, well, it's under the driver's seat. You oh, in the Ferrari, yeah. yeah. You have to access it at plan. the footboard from underneath the dash, basically, yeah. from... from uh, nice on convenient the place side, to be inside. trying to lift the battery out. Yeah, yeah. it's... it's yeah. Um, it's, well, so it's, so you, if you, batteries. if you leave on holiday and you don't manage that mm-hmm. correctly, then you come and you're going to come home to a dead battery. That's, oh, yeah. that's later Carter Subaru tip. I'll just tell you guys now, you're welcome listeners. If yeah. you have, if you're leaving on a trip and you have a car like that, you want to get, and you have one of those power banks, you can just plug it into that, but plug a battery tender, not a charger into that. A, a tiny, a micro tender, like a 600 amp, like mm-hmm. you use for um, a motorcycle or milliamp, not amp, 600 milliamp. Like you use for a motorcycle. And that's just enough to keep the battery charged for about a week on your average small power bank, if you have like one of those giant ones, you can do it for like a month. Well, but like I was talking yeah. to you about, and I mean, Washington Square was great, but they, was. you did not have access to power. Yeah, there, there was, was one. There was one in the very corner under Top Hat. I think we. Yeah. I think all the car ads knew <laughs> about it. Was like, right, oh, yeah. he was, he, yeah. extension cords coming out of there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you go up there. Somebody's got one of those giant long cable oh, yeah. strips. Yeah, yeah, oh, hundred percent. Yeah, usually yeah. was going to his car. Or Mitch. Absolutely, you remember Mitch. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He, he would he would occasionally you know just swap it off one guy's car yeah, and yeah. onto the next car. Yeah, sure, absolutely. So you took a lot of pride in your Integra, which at the time very cool. What was your first car where you felt like, all right, I'm into new territory now? Like I've really leveled up. So I want to say in 2000, I sold the Integra and I bought um, I bought a 325 IS manual, oh. you know, five speed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, immediately it went on schni- AC schnitzers and, and the five, the original five spokes that were like the classic AC schnitzer. Which you could get and, back then. And, yeah. and, you know, H&R Springs and, mm-hmm. and it was, it was great. And it had the, you know, all the Thule roof racks for the bikes and it was, it was a really fun, sporty car. Yeah. And that was, that was kind of a cool experience. I mean, it was yeah. in 2000, so. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. That's, yeah, it was my first car. It was my first car after the Integra. Was so it would have been was that E46? Is that the body style? Yeah. Yeah, it was a square. It was yeah. still square. They weren't rounded yet. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, so it was yeah. right in before the 36. Rounded, That'd be 36. 36. Yeah, right before the change. Yeah, yeah. it was right before the change. Still, they were, they were, they were square. Yeah. yeah. And that was a lot of fun. That was, a, and Classic it had a car. lot of power and is a fun driver. Yep. Good 2.5 straight six. Yep. Yeah. Back when the 325 meant Three series, two point five liter. Well, I'll tell a funny story. You know so people I that don't so, know that. So yeah. my so my obsession with like buying extended warranties and all this stuff because I couldn't afford one of those cars brand new. I was just at the beginning, early stages of my career, and um, and so I bought the car and they and they said, oh, do you want a, the extended warranty? It was like four or five years at the time, which was really long time, but it was crazy expensive, and so it was like four thousand dollars, and so they just added it onto the price of the car, and I think I paid an extra couple hundred dollars for the down payment, right? Mm-hmm. And it was right when they were first starting to do that. So 2000, I want to say, was about when they started offering you to finance your extended warranties into the into the yeah, just work it in. And it was don't the worry, smartest, it's only going to be thirty dollars no, a month. More. That's yeah, right. Sure, yeah. yeah, and so it ended up being the smartest thing I ever did because I want to say within six months I had a thermostat get stuck and it blew the radiator and I was stuck on the side of 520, like right on the 520 and uh, or the the 405 and. Uh, 520 exchange. I got stuck on the on ramp there and was just thinking to myself, oh my gosh, thank goodness that I had that warranty. And so, you know. Yeah, I'm laughing at you I because I know you tried to kill yourself on that on ramp in a Porsche. I, I paid, yeah. I oh, paid yeah. well, so the entire bill was covered by the by the extended warranty. I'm one of those suckers. I pay for every extended warranty on every car because of that one time. And it's always turned out. It's always worked out. I've always ended up needing them because I think I own the cars long enough and I run them hard enough that that it ends we, up it ends up working. We had a friend 
a similar story to that. Well, not this. We had a friend that had that. It was it was one of the Thugs lunchbox, and he had that E thirty nine M five, and he bought it used, and they tried to sell him a warranty. He's like, sure, no problem. And he was like you, and he's like, oh, I'm going to use this. And right before it was up, he took it down to BMW Seattle. That was like engine out. They redid everything under the warranty, and I mean, it was it paid for itself. And so, so no, yeah. and, and 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 it has every time. I did one. Mm-hmm. You know, I have I've had it happen a number of times with cars. I always buy the extended warranty. It's just like the you absolute must. Yeah. I don't do that on every car, but there are certain cars I know I should, and I do. Yeah. Uh, so I did. I got the same thing right about the same time. It was about 2000. Two, I think it was, and they were still relatively new at the time to do that. And I got an aftermarket extended warranty, like one of those ones you yep. buy and you add it on. There's a deductible, but I got it on a '93 RX-7. Wait, of which? Wow! If anybody, anybody in Avance is listening, this is like you can't Wait. even get one of those no. now. They will not no. give you a warranty on a rotary because it's just a like in, in rotary terms. There was a, a rolling, glitch. It's a yeah. rolling time bomb. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. I went through two engines, three turbos. Um, a rear diff, and think I think that, that was it. Right. That sounds about but right. They didn't end up canceling the warranty. I maxed out the most they would pay. <laughs> so basically, like the same thing as maxing out an insurance deductible for hitting something. Yeah. I did that with a warranty. Nice. I paid, and it, so they just call you one day and say we're not paying this anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and then I sold it. Um, I'm a sucker for a good warranty. Yeah. So anyway, I th- you guys are gonna this is gonna make everybody listening cr- cry. I paid eleven thousand dollars for that car. And now an FD, an R1, so no sunroof, lightweight, is worth at least twenty five thirty because they only made them the one year. And, yeah, I went through, and as soon as I sold it, the guy I sold it to, LS swapped it. Like, we yeah. did LS swap right as we sold it. Cause he's like, this thing's just going to blow up again. And so, yeah, anyway. Those engines blowing up had nothing to do with you, right? Oh, no. no what are you talking about? It was well-serviced. It was well-serviced. <laughs> well-oiled and well-serviced. Yeah, well-serviced and well-boosted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, you ended yeah. up, I mean, we don't want to go too deep in it, but you ended up in the financial industry. That's how you kind of, yeah. you know. Well, right about the time that I uh, I picked up that, that uh, well, I still, um, I guess it started in high school. I guess started as an internship in high school and then fell in love with finance and um, and, and stayed, just stayed in it. So, I mean, I would say technically my career started my senior year in high school and I just fell in love That's with amazing. it and got licensed and fully licensed in 2002. I was working for a big private wealth management firm kind of got my foot in the door in fortune 500 world. And then, and then uh, got fully licensed in 2002 and then started building a book and getting to know people around here. And it was always revolving around the social scene and cars. And so for since day one, it's always been matter of fact, I met uh, Paul Bunn mm-hmm. in 2000. Oh, wow. On okay. just like, on just like a long, on a long drive. Yeah. Through Paul's through original, he's an original. Yeah, yeah. Paul, he's yeah. been in, he's like been on in the Maine and Bellevue kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. And so he's kind of a he's been a staple in the in the car community here for yeah. ever, forever. And he was really one of the first people I ever I ever met in the car world because I'm on one of my first long rally drives. Uh, I I met Paul. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's funny. I mean, I think you know, from working in the dental industry and then coming from my my dad's industry in the same industry you're in. There's so many connections we've made and, and partners we have through the finance. You know, it's like, sure. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My financial guy. Oh, yeah. He's, he's three Corvettes down, you know, <laughs> right. kind of thing. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so easy to talk because you, you have that bond and, and that trust, which is nice. So, yeah, which I really love. It helps. Yeah. It helps a lot. And yeah. and really in our in our world, it is um, there's a tr- there's a big trust element, but it's really about having commonality and being able to spend time with people outside of just the work. Yeah. Uh, and I would say that's the biggest differentiator in, yeah. in the car world is because you're spending the time and doing it because you love it. And, uh, and as long as that's authentic and it's not a representation of something you are hoping 
uh, to be, which is really not for us because we've been doing it for so long. So I can't tell you the amount of times I've gone to hang to, to, to work with a client. We start talking about cars and we forget to talk about why sure. we were there. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's like, it oh happens. yeah, geez, we're supposed it, to be doing this. Yeah, it happens. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. It probably happened. Yeah, yeah. So maybe once or twice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, you you had I, I said before you had a little brief career in with Ferrari and racing your own personal car. Yeah. How does that happen? How did you get into that? Like I know you were a love of for you have a love of Ferrari. So <clears throat> that's an interesting, um, that's actually an interesting story too. Um, Make a great topic for a podcast. I, right? yeah. Well, so I went to, I went to the F1, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I went to, uh, I went to F1 race in Austin and um, I had just, uh, I had just purchased a car uh, from Tino and Roberto at FOS and, um, and they said, Hey, we, we want you to stop by and, and talk to some folks. Uh, <laughs> In the paddock, Come with in the me, challenge car and you'll paddock. You'll see, yeah. <laughs> and so, and so, Rachel and I, and uh, my father-in-law and mother, they came to F one weekend in Austin, and and we were all there. And I said, oh, well, you know, we were directed to go talk to um, some folks in the in the challenge car paddock, and so we did. And then we, <clears throat> so we went through this whole, you know, we got the tour and the lay of the land. If you need a visual for this, this is like Willy Wonka when he walked the kids oh into the chocolate factory. It's like, cool come this way. You, no, sure, you already bought like one Ferrari. Why not buy another one? <laughs> well, so it was the cool. It was the coolest thing. A hundred percent. Oh yeah. my gosh, it was so. Yeah. Cool. It was just like the most awesome experience. And and so we were in the challenge car paddock. And and so I, you know, I managed to kind of sneak into the conversation with Rachel. Uh, hey, you know, Roberto's got. You know, they've got a 430 yeah. challenge car uh, at the showroom. You know what we need? And, and, <laughs> and, she, was, and she was very supportive. Yeah. Uh, Rachel's your so, wife, correct? Rachel, yeah, yeah Rachel's yeah. my wife. Yeah, so she was very supportive in uh, in the lunacy that that was at the time. Uh, so She's yeah, like, I got life insurance on you. Go unseen. ahead. Yeah. So sight unseen, I called. I called Roberto and said, "Yeah, let's do it." And and he made. And of course, it was all new to me. I had. I really had no. Experience. You hadn't raced before. No, I mean, I'd done. Um, I had done um, like track days and stuff in in other cars, and um, but never at that level. Never at that level, like sure. a challenge car stuff. And so, uh, and so that's where I met uh, Mark Linwood. Mm-hmm. And because he was the he was really the chief crew uh, for FOS Challenge mm-hmm. team, and uh, and that's and that's how kind of what all led to the whole racing experience. Well, because okay, so this is this is kind of really the roots of this. So once I got into the challenge car world, um, it was really the early stages of of FOS and the development of this um, this project that became the Challenge Car Group. And that's where I met um, Christian, mm-hmm. and um, and we were really the first two. So it was it was Tino and Roberto. They they had built a challenge car, and then I bought um, I bought the four thirty, and then and then Christian had a challenge car, and so um, here we are, the three of us on a on a day at you know at uh, Pacific Raceways, and uh, you know we're getting all the driver instruction by Don and and the folks, and and I'm getting in a car. And I freaked out because <laughs> I had never had a race suit and a hood and gloves uh, yeah. and earbuds and a helmet with a, a Hans, little with a Hans of yeah. ice and yeah. then and then bolted into five point restraints. <laughs> this got real real quick. <laughs> and then, well, I bought the car. I'd never sat in it. Oh, oh, yeah. So I went to the race weekend in F one and I bought the car. I'd never sat in the car. And Mark had said, you know, you probably want to get fitted before we get to the track. And I was like, I was like, 
Nah, it'll be fine. <laughs> I got the comfort, seat. I got the comfort seats in my other car. I'll be fine. Total rookie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fine. <laughs> got to learn somewhere. Right? So, yeah. so I show up, and I, you know, first time, you know, I'm getting all the gear. I've got the cool suit. You know, I, I'm, you know, just like I'm going to go for a drive. And um, I'm sitting there. And, you know, it's got the quick release steering wheel and the little hanger and, you know, and then you've got a, you know, you've got the a net, the net. net. Yeah. yeah. And, and so when you're in, you're in. And yeah. if you don't really know how to operate all of that stuff, if yeah. you've never operated five point restraints and you've never <laughs> taken a steering wheel out and you've never practiced getting out of a race car. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's <laughs> different. It's way different than yeah. just a casual track day with yeah. a lot, with like a, you know, over the <laughs> click. shoulder click like that yeah. with no protection gear like, on. Yeah. Can't and, move. And you can't move and you yeah. can't move your head more than a couple of inches. So I completely freaked. I didn't realize I had any level of claustrophobia. Like I, cause I've never experienced it. It, for the first time, I experienced what it's like to be claustrophobic sitting in a race car that I had just bought. Yeah. <laughs> Crap. Oh, man. Crap. It yeah. was like, wait a minute. Am I going to be uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. every time I get it? This you night? would rock back and forth, but you can't move that much. Yeah, yeah. you can't move. So, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. so, so a couple of, yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> so, so, you know, Crap. Mark. Oh, my gosh, Mark. <laughs> so, uh, Glenwood, uh, yeah, he's a member of Avance, too, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, he really talked me through it. You know, he'd get on the radio and the mic and, you know, you can talk through the radio. So he would talk to me and totally distract me and just get me talking about, you know, hey, what are you doing? Where'd you go? Where, you know, how are the, how's the family? You know, <laughs> tell me about anything. Anything but. Anything. Concentrate on where you're not. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And so, and so <laughs> I actually had to really ease my way into it. Um, so I took the head sock off at first and the, and the gloves. And so once I got a full session with no... You know, I got a couple of laps in where I could feel the wheel and I could and I could like feel the sweat on my face. Uh, then then I got started to get comfortable and I can kind of I worked my way up. But it was three years. And and by the you know, by the end, you get really comfortable into yeah. the first really year. You get really comfortable. But that was a real obstacle to overcome. It was it was like full panic. I mean, it was the craziest feeling. So if you're looking to buy a challenge car or your McLaren, you, better get fitted you might want to be fitted, look at it, see if you fit in it, you know, because yeah. it, that's uh, it, you fit yeah. the seat okay, though? No, the seat was fine. The seat okay. was completely fine. So yeah. That can be a real bad thing. thing. Yeah. If the person who had it before you was like five feet tall and 150, yeah. 115 pounds, no, and you get in the seat, you're like, yeah, no, the seat, the seating and everything was good. It was, it was perfect. But, but I, I had never had like a panic uh, episode. Yeah where I was truly felt claustrophobic, but that happened because I'd never sat in the car. And you look at where that program has gone now, like you go to, you know, Haggerty Garage and Social, and there's like 18 or 20 now challenge cars there locally, and they go all around. I mean, if you don't know, basically, the simplicity, you buy a race car, they bring it to the track for you. I mean, there's a cost to everything, just so we're clear, (laughs) for track days, and there's racing series and things like that. And Ferrari Seattle's done really well in the challenge series, which is really neat. Well, there's a bunch of really talented drivers there. Yeah. Um, and then of course, not only are they, you know, talented because they spend so much time on the track, but they, they, they're committed. I mean, even in the early days when I was there, we had driver coaches on track with us. Um, and, and then of course the crew that are working there that are operating on the vehicles to get them set up right. And then, and then there's testing days. So you're actually going out and practicing, um, which is really what I spent all the time doing. I was there on all the testing days. So we did Sonoma and Thunder Hill and, um and so uh, look at Laguna and and yeah. the ridge was and by the way the ridge if everyone sleeps the, on ridge the ridge is awesome the ridge is one of the greatest tracks in the country mm-hmm. I think it's better than Sonoma I think it's better than 
Well, they've taken Thunder, so many Thun, things from other tracks too. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I really truly think that the Ridge is better than than than. I mean, it's like you know, I get what I'm saying here, yeah. but I think it's better than Laguna. I think it's better than Sears Point or uh, Thunder Hill. I think I think the Ridge is one of the best tracks in the country. I really do. I love it there. Yeah. I don't, I don't disagree, and I think there's a lot of people around here. There's a lot of people around the country that agree that they want to come ride at the, drive at the Ridge. So, yeah, yeah. It's, I'm fan, glad you, it's fantastic. I'm glad you told that story. A lot of people who I've been to the track with get really, really nervous the first time out. I'm like, it's totally, totally normal. Yeah, like everybody, full panic. Yeah, everybody. Full has. First time, second time, tenth time. Well, it's you know, it's <laughs> always it's always okay to admit your insecurities yeah. long after they're gone. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right? yeah. In the yeah. moment, they're like, "No, it's fine." Totally. But as long as the insecurities, we could are hear wearing, you whimpering, yeah. sir. I'm yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll be fine. It'll be fine. You know, so so if you can ever get Mark to tell a story, yeah. oh my God, he'll he'll he would yeah. be a wonderful person to tell that. Story I wonder if they record those radio sessions from his. Well, because <laughs> I can only imagine from his perspective what he would have thought. Like, here's yeah. this guy that just bought a new race car. And he can't sit in it. Like, what am I going to do? He to can. Yeah. No. Well, he told you me, not the he's first like, time. hey, this is normal. No, yeah. he told me. He's yeah. like, look, this Which is normal. Which means you're not the first. He yeah. said, so he, what he did, and this is the wisdom of somebody who actually is a racer. Mark mm-hmm. is like a legitimate, spent a lot of time racing. Mm-hmm. Um, he had me practice getting in and out of the car. Yeah. And that was really where, that was ultimately where the, the, there was the tactical element of having your head cover with a helmet on. And not being able to feel anything. Um, yeah, that, but that's that, important too. If something happens, you need to know. I mean, that's a big part of knowing how to get out of the car. Well, so so it was really the bridge. So he had me practice getting it out of the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and ultimately, that's what solved the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Practicing getting knowing in and out you of could the car. get out of the car. Yeah. Knowing knowing that like I yeah. could I could not you know I could have gloves on and and really yeah. be okay and get in and out of the car. I talked to when I was talking to Derek Bell it was a couple of years ago I asked him that cuz when he was uh, he when he was rec- racing the McLaren F1 and he was saying you know he, this guy's been racing his whole life and he gets in this car and he goes the seats really far inside there and I mean he's raced like you know every race under the sun right and he he's like so I had to spend like you know the hardest part of he said of that race was learning to get in and out of the car fast with the way the doors opened and how he could get in and out of the car and I was like that's a funny comment from somebody like Derek Bell. Yeah. So yeah, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna race anything, practice getting out of your car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Well, in the old CJ, you don't have to practice anything. It no. Just you throws just fall you out. out. Yeah. It just throws you out. <laughs> Look, if you want fall out of that thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Although, although you get the same experience in the CJ going 35. Was you gonna do, say, do, just, do, just, do. just make a sharp yeah, right. You, just yeah. out the door. <laughs> you yeah. could have your seatbelt on in there and still fall out. Yeah, that's true. Your lap belt. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, because if you don't, you'll hit your head on the roll bar. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Jeeps for safety. Yeah. <laughs> Said nobody. No. Said ever. absolutely nobody, nobody ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. ever. Yeah. I don't think that's in Jeep's slogan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fun actually, matters especially more. the old ones, man. Oh, yeah. my goodness gracious. I mean, they are so sketchy. I want to go back to this relationship with Benjamin and Yeah, I was talking Benjamin I mean, you know, obviously when we had him on, he was he had not been picked up and he was well, in the big leagues, but he wasn't in the big leagues quite yet. He's racing yeah. Formula 3. Formula 3. Yeah. And he was yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah he was ready. To go, he was working to go to Indy. He really wanted to go to Indy, and, and then sure he went enough. on our podcast. And then I think the next day they offered him the yeah, big ride. Right? I mean, so <laughs> they heard the show and they're like, <laughs> "Heck right. yeah, this guy!" Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> Captain well, Humble. <laughs> well, so you guys did the article, and that's how we. That's how the the magazine got shared with us, and that's how. Yeah. We, that's how we. I mean, I had heard about Avon's community building. It was a whisper, um, but yeah. really, but really, once I saw the, the once I saw the feature, it was like, oh wow, this is this is fantastic. Yeah, Adam's here, so um, you got to be nice now. And we wanted. Sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, and so and so we wanted to we uh, it started with the imagery we were like wow these are the best pictures we want to we want to feature these in some way and and then uh and then 
you know, kudos to Adam for, for making it official. But, but Benjamin, we really, uh, again, we started, you know, we were participating in his stuff like years, like long before, um, you know, he was even in F3. I mean, he was in Formula 4 originally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Originally, he started in Formula 4, and he started winning some races. Matter of fact, funny story about this. I was at um, the F1 race uh, where they had, where it was like the first time they had open wheel F, F3 uh-huh. in, the, in the U.S. Uh, and it might have been, it might have been, um, it might have been Formula Four. Anyway, uh, Benjamin and Kyle Kirkwood were trading were trading races at that. He talked about that, that on the show a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, and and it was amazing. I mean, it was really an amazing thing to see a, kind of a young these young up and coming drivers sharing the track on an F one weekend in, in Austin. And uh, I was there once again with my father in law. He's usually the one with me, kind of by my side in these antics. Um, but but it was fun to go and watch. You know, even in those days in the Formula Three and Formula Four, you know, they're they're signing autographs and there's like meet the driver days and you know, and a lot of these young drivers are coming up in open wheel and if if they've got real skill and talent and support, that's a big part of racing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Benjamin has has been has been great about rallying his community and rallying support. And you know, we've talked about you know he's kindest, like the nicest. He's the kindest, yeah, oh he's, he's like the nicest kid you know guy yeah. in the world. So you want to help him. Um, and, and we wanted to do everything we could, we could to support him throughout the years. So I joke about Benjamin, like if you heard a story like Benjamin punched a nun, you'd go, what did the the nun nun do? do. (laughs) That's what, that's what you'd say. Absolutely. We met him. So I first met Benjamin, uh, at, at the challenge car, challenge car day in Shelton at the Ridge. Um, and he, you know, I remember the first time he ever got in a challenge car, it was, you know, I think I was two or three years in by the time he got he got in the car, and I want to say he was faster than everybody on the track within twenty minutes. He probably didn't have that initial freak out. So yeah. no, definitely no. no. Well, he's, I think he grew up karting, and so he had he had did. No, he knew. He grew yeah, up yeah, karting, yeah. so he knew what it was like to be yeah, yeah, being fast car. So. But I mean, obviously, you have fallen following. You have followed him all the way through his career. He is yeah. now yeah. in the biggest and best, um, yeah. and and you guys are a big part of that. Um, well, even in even in F three when he went to F three UK. When he was in Europe, uh, we were still really actively involved in those days. Um, and then when he came, uh, when he came back here and he went to Indy Lights, it got it got official. That's when we went to corporate and did all of the all of the official branding to get sure. to get to be able to use the stuff. And and we had to go to uh, community relations and. <laughs> yeah. Rich, if you're not in the industry and, and it, have to work in compliance, yeah, it's yeah, a you're like I just want to put my name on a car. Well, you don't understand yeah. who's going to see this. Well, originally, originally it was the you know originally. Um, it was um, so. Anytime you're dealing with brand relations and community relations and those things, um, originally it was declined, right? Because they were like, you know, we don't we don't allow oh, you know, right. just yeah. random reps because you know brand standards and all of that. And I respect that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. important. And I said, well, you know, no, wait a minute, right? This is actually a professional series that is a feeder system for top tier open wheel racing in the United States. This isn't some. Casual we're not circle weekend. track racing. Yeah, yeah this yeah. isn't this yeah. isn't a this casual isn't a weekend race. And then the so yeah. so when um when the right eyes got on it, you know, it was given a second look, and and we got the approval to do it, and uh, and then that's where you know all these amazing pictures and content and everything yeah. that was the first part of it. So yeah. we're not going to see so, the business name on the side of a boat being dragged through a barge. No, no, the kind of the pull the boat in the figure eight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think so. And we need to do that sometimes. <laughs> well, and these are the kinds of things that you just can't mess with, right? I mean, if you yeah. really want to, if you really want to move um, and continue on, and and you know, you got to do everything by the book. 
Yeah. And yeah. especially that stuff, right? So community relations and brand standards and all that stuff, you got to fo- you got to follow it to uh, to a T. Yeah, I mean, which we're committed to doing, and of course, you know, now that has all led to this kind of next endeavor, right? We're we're really trying to rally support um, in our advisor community for for uh, a sponsorship at the next step. So, okay. yeah. well, yeah. you put your money where your mouth is, that's for sure. And I over like the seeing year, that. Yeah, over yeah. the years we have. Well, so you know, we get this question all the time about how do you create this amazing content? Well, you kind of have to be a little insane to get good content, <laughs> right? You don't get to make great ads unless you previously have your brand on a race car, right? Yeah. Which is like a whole nother sure. level of crazy when it comes to branding. So it's like, it's a little easier to create good content and have uh, and have a great team create good content when when you're doing kind of fun stuff sure. right so it's the fun stuff that kind of leads to the yeah you know good speaking content. speaking of ads um i i noticed that in your the i don't know if it was the last issue of Vance. i was looking at this beautiful picture of the calibri capital ad right next mm-hmm. to the other page this Aztec ad with that beautiful viper mm-hmm. you know and uh for those of us who like to actually drive our cars which everybody in here does that's the stuff you want you want to make sure you get that paint protection on your car if you want it to show up well even on photographs even in print if you actually want to drive it and still have those photos taken actually put some miles on it get some s-tech go see our friends at metropolitan detail s-techs locally managed out of woodenville is their little office so uh, obviously the heart and soul of ppf comes right right from here and uh yeah we swear by it we use it it is exactly what you need to keep driving it your car. so good next to your ad. Like that, that yeah. Viper next to the... No. <laughs> it's made it so, pop. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, I quality think, next uh, to quality. That, uh, the, you know, that was actually our first... I think our first ad, really officially with Avance. That was my favorite. That was my favorite one. But you're right. That I mean, pur- that purple looks... They've good. all been great ads. I mean, you know, yes. especially... And, yeah, and that, 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 that to stand out in that magazine is tough. I mean, mostly thanks to Adam and Carl. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's true. Awesome. 100%. But well, yeah. we asked Carl for his pictures to yeah. do this stuff. We do so. too. Oh, yeah, so. we do. Yeah. When you see, when the listeners see this and they go to the, the Avant slash podcast link, they're going to see a bunch of Carl's photos. <laughs> Carl used yeah. to show up just when we would record when we're back in Rain City days and he'd be like, can I take a few pictures? And we're like, yeah, Carl, you could take a few pictures. Yeah. We're good with that. <laughs> but you're doing us a favor. So, <laughs> yeah, no. he's got, he's got great, yeah. st- he's got great stuff. It's yeah. actually yeah. really great to see him in Long Beach this year too. Yeah. He was in Long Beach for the Grand He's Beach. everywhere. Well, he says he's not, but every time I go to a race, I see him. He's, he's like, no, I'm not doing just it Just look all. on TV I- or on the corner. He'll be on yeah. some corner and he's got a, 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 a you know. Yeah. <laughs> the man, I'll tell you. And I mean, I, I feel bad for anybody that's an IMSA or those things because they, they, they get cornered by Carl and it's like, hey, have you been on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Which is great because we've had a wonderful contest. Yeah, we've had awesome guests. Thanks yeah. to Carl. The feeder system. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, Nick is not wrong, though. No, <laughs> exactly 100%. What happens. Yeah. Good, I'll put you on the calendar. Exactly. <laughs> the calendar no, like, okay, fine. <laughs> what's next? What's going on? I mean, yeah. what's, what's next with you guys, with, with Benjamin? I mean, what's the next steps? What can you share? What can't you share? Tell us everything you can't share. Well, no, no, um, we, we have, um, we have community relations, um, approval, um, for, for a sponsorship at, in IndyCar. Uh, we have advisor branding approval for a sponsorship in IndyCar, which is, you know, there's two separate heads of the same dragon, right? Um, and so we have approval and we're working on a, a pathway for uh, an advisor owned, uh, sponsorship. And so, so, um, there's an internal, um, there's an internal, um, marketing team that we work with that has created a bunch of the ads that we've done. They also have created a bunch of our video content and so forth. And, um, you know, we, we're lucky to have such a great team internally to help us with content. And, and so we're, we're working really where we are now in the whole project is, uh, we're working on a pathway to be able to allow advisors to join, uh, the team, right? So we've, the goal is to create a, a race team 
here at the firm yeah. and, and to have, awesome. allow and to open it up to maybe do some work on the side, but have yeah. the race team. In the yeah. And yeah. we, we, we want other, we want other advisors to, to share in it. A, yeah. we're, we're not greedy, right? We understand that it's a national thing, but also to the, the logistics of going racing and the budgeting constraints. So we're just going to open the door. And so instead of, you know, having it being exclusively our brand and our firm, we're just going to, we're going to, you know, make it a merit prize and, and uh, open it up to other advisors to participate. If That's they're amazing. interested, I think the dog will hunt. Yes. And uh, and if it's well received, then then I think there's an opportunity there. And if if it isn't, then you know we always live to fight another day. Sure. I've been told no a lot when it comes to racing, so. It's Which nothing, makes those yes is even new. more surprising. You're like, wait, yeah. oh, you said yes. Sorry. I feel yeah. like that's, yeah. ra- that's, that's racing in general, though. Like, you yeah. got to get used to the nose and racing and keep going. Cause that's I mean, right. That's, there's no easy path to you racing. Definitely, you definitely have to have thick, thick skin, and yeah. you got you to stick with it. And and it's like, okay, well, we can't do this, but we can do this, so let's just keep working working on it. And, um, and I'm really committed to helping Benjamin, too, because it's just been such a fun – I mean, the odds of a young dev- dev- driver in your community – that you start working with. I mean, if you right. realize how many thousands of young kids are coming up on their in the karting and they're tra- in the on the track and they're then they move at every level. Um, you know, not everybody makes it to the stop, top step. I mean, what there's 30, 33 drivers um, in total in the, for the five hundred this year. Yeah. So wow. in, yeah. in in you know what? Well, there's three hundred thirty million people in the United States, right? Yeah. There's thirty three people. So that you're are saying there's a, a chance. Yeah. So there's a chance, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I mean, really, I mean, you've got to have all of the. the I mean, it's a total package thing. It's it's a it re- just requires not just the talent, but the team and support and all of that. So uh, we're 100 percent on Benjamin's team. We want to do everything we can to support him. Now you, we talked about a little bit about advertising, but you guys have a new website that you launched, didn't you? Yeah, we have uh, okay. officially, officially? Uh, okay. the uh, to celebrate. Um, to celebrate our, I guess it would be a national uh, partnership uh, with Avance. We've created a co-branded site, which is going to go live in tandem with the podcast. Uh, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched uh, like funny. three people. I go, uh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, yeah, that's yeah. happening. Totally. Yeah. 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 So, okay. yeah. uh, Staff over there is going. Like, no, Shit. it's fantastic. It's, it's fantastic. Publish, 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 publish. publish. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. Well, and it's not. It's not. Um, so to speak a little bit to the site. Again, our internal, we've got uh, this group called the, the Compound HQ. They do all of our, con- our it's an external uh, division that service, you know, offers these services to advisors internally at the firm. And they did such a great job building the site, right? It's, I mean, it's really, truly a, a collaborative approach. It features Avance and it features our passion for racing and uh, our involvement in the community. And there are links to things that people are interested in when it comes to planning and the work that we do and wealth management and all of that stuff. And, and it even we even have Benjamin featured on the site. And the, there's a link to the rise of Benjamin Pedersen okay. and all of that. So. Well, yeah, we, we will definitely have that link. Do you know what the web, web address is right now? I don't know if we've had, um, we, we, no, we, no. we will have it's it in the article when it come, when this it's, comes. It's out. a studio production link for yeah. us, so okay. it'll yeah yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get it. that out there. Don't yeah, worry. yeah. You know what else we have coming up? Hmm. Nothing really. We have a social Avance hour. on the green. No, we have the social. We have the social hour. hour. No. We, have Avance. Avance. we have a social hour next week. And it, oh, yeah, that's right. That's yeah, great. that's great. Yeah, I, I, it's fantastic. You, you looked at me and said, "What do we have coming on?" I was like, "I'm not pregnant." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, yes, we do. We have Avance on the green coming up. Sorry, I didn't know that was the answer you were hunting for. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long week. It's only Wednesday. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, glad we cleared that up. Yeah. <laughs> that's no. always and 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 that I love I love cars shows i mean we've been going to many car uh-huh. shows there over the years but that's the that might be my favorite venue for a car show 
Yes. Know, it's always been my favorite venue. Like even when mm-hmm. Exotics did stuff there, but I mean, I love that Avance now has that, that brand and it, it just, it brings in so many people and we get such a it's, great event. So it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. The slot cars last year were so much fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And, and we get like, I mean, concourse level cars at this event. Well, I mean, but it is also a concourse level event. Oh, I, mean, it's I, oh, I know. Of, it's at a winery. I mean, it's I think fantastic. I mean, for anybody that's never been, I would highly encourage them to go. Yeah, I mean, if you have the means, I highly... Yeah, exactly. People who go to exotics and things like that, they see the level of cars we have here, and this is even a a few steps above that. Like, we get the best of the best of this event. Um, It's 75 bucks a person, 20% off for Avance members. If you want the old CJ, man, just let me know. Well, yeah, we'll we'll have to get back to you on that approval process. Uh, There's a, there's a, there's a team, and uh, no, I'm already, I've already been negotiating to have the CJ be a sticker, sticker car. I want the CJ to. Oh, that'd be cool. I think the CJ would look good on a shirt. I mean, so you know, yeah, well, we'll see. Sunday, June 11th, listeners, come on down. You guys need to come to that. That's if you're going to go to one event of the year for the car stuff. That's the one you want to go to. I'm just saying, it's going to be the best of the best. You're going to have great food. You're going to have great. It's great causes. I mean, it's a good time. It's great. It is great. It's great. It's yeah. great. <laughs> I said it again. And, well, well, and, and it's, uh, it's also extremely comfortable. It is. Yes. Yeah. You know, because sometimes you're at, a, you're at an event, and it's not always the most comfortable event. Yeah. And, uh, and that, event, that venue is so perfect, because you're not dealing with, you know, rocks and dust and, you know, as much, <laughs> right? So yeah. it's such a great event. I think this says something about it. Last year, we had a brief rainstorm that came through, and it didn't stop anything. Nobody went running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, it was just That's like, great. it'll go away. We're yeah. still looking at cars. Yeah. 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 So. Whatever. Yeah. I like the, what, what was it? They put an umbrella over the top of? Was it a, I think it was a Jag or something. Yeah. <laughs> open top. Nothing could yeah, go up. Sure. So they just got a giant umbrella, put yeah. it in it. Good enough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love how chill people are. Well, Andrew, I really appreciate you taking the time yeah, to yeah. do this. Like yeah. I said, it was great no, to, uh, you know, I mean, not that we don't see each other in passing every yeah. time, like at Avance events usually. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. But uh, thank you for, you know, I know you're a very busy man, and, and you know, we were glad to be a part of this and, and glad that you're a part of Avance. Yeah, no, it's it's been an honor to be a part of it. We're happy to be a part of the community. Of course, we want to promote um, everything that Avance has to offer in the car world because we're such huge fans about what uh, what you're delivering on. You know, it's it's a wonderful experience. I, I wish everybody could have Avance be the experience in the car world. It's their first car car club or car community experience. It's just so unique. Adam's working hard to get across the United States. We'll get there. Yeah, we're, getting, we're getting there. Right. Yeah. We, tell, we tell everyone. We're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, We've already told all our yeah. Minnesota friends, hey, yeah. you got to join Avance. <laughs> exactly. They have a pretty good car community over there, actually. They do. Oddly they do. enough. It's, it's, it's for six no. days out of the year. Yeah. yeah. They oddly do, though. No, There's a lot of collectors yeah. over there. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Yeah, like the worst possible roads for salt and everything. Right, yeah. Cars must they we'll stay. drive it into a lake. Yeah, they, yeah. they stay. Yeah. yeah, they stay. They have the worst salty roads. You cannot yeah. drive any rare collectible. Well, also cars. it can be eighty one day and then snowing and like fifteen minutes later. So yeah. yeah. And if you survive, you just got the mosquitoes to cover your car with. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a family from Minnesota. Death to the Minnesotans. Mosquitoes. Yeah. 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 Well, our listeners are, uh, or I should say, our Avance uh, members have a lot to thank. Or they have Andrew to thank for a lot. Agreed. It's the end of the day, and I'm fried. Um, okay. But yeah, a lot of the social hour events, sure. a lot of events we put on, like you guys have put, like I said before in the show, you put your money where your mouth is, and we really appreciate it. A lot of what we are able to do is possible because of your sponsorship and the fact that you guys are true enthusiasts who support the community. It means a lot. So thank you. Thanks. And yeah, that was fun, yeah. man. Well, as always, for this episode of the Avance Podcast, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. Don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.